Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome to Work Relationships Matters. I am your host, the Edward Jones, a certified life coach who specializes in work relationships. Raymond Noble at Nexa Mortgage is here today to share his thoughts and experiences that will be beneficial to you. Welcome, Raymond. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I look forward to our conversation. Well, great. Now, Raymond, you have been very successful. You've worked a lot of different places. You've been very successful, but before we get into that one, we'd like to know your backstory, how you grew up, things you gained from that standpoint, because what we found is many times what people learn or role models that they've uh, followed in their, when they were younger sometimes influence what they become later in life. So what is your backstory? Okay, thank you for asking. Um, I have to take it back to... Uh, place called Seaside, California. My, uh, I was born on uh, Fort Ord Army Base, which is on the Monterey Peninsula on Monterey County in a town called Seaside. And um, my parents, my mother and father were both born in Central America. So um, in the 50s, I was born in 62. My, in the 50s, my parents immigrated from uh, Central America, Panama, to uh, the United States. Um, and uh, after they moved here, my father joined the army and uh, my mother came uh, shortly after my dad had moved to the United States and they they got married on um, Fort Ord Army base uh, after, after she moved here. So uh, long before I was born, they... Uh, uh, suffered the uh, true experiences of being in a, in a different country, you know, coming with suitcases and um, uh, not having a lot of money and, you know, joining the military and, and then, you know, having culture shock of, uh, you know, what it's like traveling through the South um, back in the 50s. A little bit of a rude awakening. So I've always been cognizant of, uh, you know, the fact that I kind of grew up different because my parents were from a different country. But now, did you know, from a, a Central American country, were, did they teach you Spanish at home? My, my parents, uh, my mother most specifically, uh, did not want us speaking Spanish because it was not customary or it was not uh, fashionable mm. to be an immigrant 
you know, in the in the sixties. So okay. They didn't. They spoke Spanish when they didn't want us to know what they were talking about. <laughs> 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 However, uh, when I got to high school, it was um, kind of mandatory that I take uh, Spanish, and then I also took Spanish when I went to Berkeley. So. I have a, a pretty good command of the language, uh, though I would ask somebody from a native country to maybe slow down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So, okay. um, yeah. I, uh, however, my sons, I have two boys, they're uh, 15 and 17, and they both are fluent. I made right. sure that they went to, they went to a Spanish immersion elementary school and they are fluent in Spanish. So when we go back to Panama, they get to speak to their cousins. Uh, I have cousins that don't speak English. And okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, so my, my sons do well, do well in that environment. All right. And I'm trying to learn Spanish myself. So um, I may not be as fluent as you or your family, but I'm trying to get there as well. But I think it's always good to know more than one language. Right, right. So I want to get a little bit back to, to the backstory. Okay. So um growing up. I started playing football when I was nine years old and I played all the way through high school. Um, my senior year in high school, I was unlucky and uh, uh, well, my, my sophomore year in high school, I got cut from the football team. Mm -hmm. um, I played as a junior and then my senior year in high school, I, I played three downs only because uh, one of my teammates shoulder pad strap broke. He ran off the field and I ran on the field. And so I got three plays, uh, three times they ran my way. I made three tackles and that was the extent of my football career. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, as you are, you know, as you're growing up, your dad says, uh, or my dad would say, uh, you know, getting your senior, you're going to either going to go to college or you're going to go to, uh, find a job, and if you find a job, then it means you need to start contributing to the, you know the household expenses. And so I was out on the beach one day down in Monterey. I started in Seaside, and I walked all the way to Monterey, just trying to contemplate life. And uh, I uh, got to the wharf. I was probably uh, maybe twenty yards from the wharf, the pier itself, and I see this. Porsche Carrera drive by real slow. And uh, I, I looked, I was like, that's Reggie Jackson, the baseball player from the yeah. from, from uh, that's Reggie Jackson right there. Mr. I October. Said, I said, I bet he played, I, he, he went to college. I said, that must be a sign from God. It's like, you're a the glory. I turned around, went home, walked back. Got my car, went home. Dad, I'm going to college. So he's like, all right, all right. All right. So, uh, you know, I enroll. I get a set of classes. One of one class was a PE. It was football. So the football coaches, unbeknownst to me, were teaching the class. And uh, one of the coaches, Chris Pappas, was a defensive back coach. And, uh, you know, we're going through, and he's just, they're just teaching us aspects of the game. And one day, Coach Phillips walks up to me and says, hey, are you, do you plan on playing? I mean, who are you? Where did you come from? You know, all that. And I'm like, well, my name is Raymond Nova. I went to Monterey High. He said, well, how come we don't know you? 
because I only played three downs. <laughs> so he says, well, the way you're out here playing, it looks like you could play for me. I kind of get choked up. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was like the fork in a row. Mm -hmm. You changed my life. But anyway, mm -hmm. let me blow that out. So I joined the team. I, you know, I make the starting lineup. I play, uh, I make all state the first year. And then I go stay with my sister in Oakland. And uh, while I was dating a girl my first semester in at college, and she wanted to go to this school called Berkeley. I didn't know anything about Berkeley. I didn't know what Berkeley was. But I'm staying now, I'm staying in Oakland, and Berkeley is the next town over. And uh, so I said, well, shoot, I'm going to go up here and see what this Berkeley place is all about. And, uh, you know, walk around the campus. And when you get there, you can see, wow, that's a, that's what is that? This big old stadium up there at the top of the hill. So I walk up there. And when I get up there, these guys are out on the, on the field practicing. No coaches, just players. So I go down there, introduce myself. And they're very welcoming. They're like, come on, get down. If you got some game, you know, we out here training. So I started working out with them every day. And it was very obvious to me that I had the skill and ability to play at the Pac-10 level. So um, I worked out there every day. And then at the end, I, you know, met all the coaches at the end when I was going to get ready to go back home. I tell the coaches, you know, thanks for your hospitality. And, and uh you guys are going to offer me a scholarship. I'll be back. And uh, so I went back, make uh, all state again. And uh, I get invited to a recruiting trip to Berkeley. And it was like, it was kind of like deja vu because it was, it started to become my dream. Like, I like those guys. They were fun. They, they were welcoming. I knew I could play and, and uh, so they wound up offering me a scholarship. And uh, uh, from a kid that got uh, cut to a kid that gets a scholarship and then winds up getting drafted, it's uh, that's a long distance. It so to, to be able to go. So when kids, uh, here, here's, here's an interesting story. Every year they have like a, a football camp up at the junior college. And so one year I go up there and, and just, you know, working with the kids and talking to them about footwork and technique. Mm -hmm. And uh, coach comes up and says, you know, there's opportunity here at this school. Mm -hmm. And these guys are standing on the side and they start laughing like, like this, like he was lying and, you know, there was no opportunity. And I was like, hold up, coach. These guys over here laughing when you said there's opportunity. I got to tell them a story. So I tell them a story about what happened to me and that without them, there is no opportunity. But with them, they can change the trajectory of your life. And that's what they did for me. Now tell so, me, because I, 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 this is very important, but tell me how that experience parlayed itself to other parts of your life, your career, et cetera, et cetera? Well, because I, um, 
uh, I, I have like a, a mantra that I say a lot. And part of it is um, that I have three favorite words, teamwork, teammate, and collaborate. Okay. And so um, I've been playing on teams most of my young life, my, my formative life, I was on teams. And um, the stuff that you would do as a team, you could never do by yourself, mm -hmm. which is the same as when you're in business. You know, the biggest businesses um, typically have the most people. Mm -hmm. You know, the ones that make the most revenue are not one-man bands. They're people. There's a lot of people because there's a lot of stuff to do, and they have to all work in unison, you know, for the the, the good to happen because only one person could do one thing and business takes a lot. So mm -hmm. very lot of similarities in, in uh, uh, team play and business and life. So I took that and I try to work with uh, a team aspect all the time. You know, be, be a part of the team, not just be the, the only person on the team, even though I work in a brokerage setting where I'm the only guy sitting at my desk, there are other people who support the process. So have you always been interested in finance, real, real estate? Was that, is that how you got started? Well, you know, it goes, it kind of goes back to my dad. Um, he was in the army. Um, he said he did 10 years for him and 10 years for me. And he didn't want me to go to the army. So, after he left the army, he started a real estate company. And, um, you know, when I was young, 15, 16 years old, I used to ride around with him. I loved hanging out with my dad. So I'd ride around with him and he would be showing houses and I would hear the lady say what she wanted in the house. And we walk in that house, I'd run around it real quick. I'm like, oh, this is it. And then the lady would say, I don't like the color of the paint in that bedroom. Like, don't worry about it, lady. I have painted rooms for my dad, so I'll paint the room, no problem. <laughs> the lady would say, no, I want to look at another house. Like, oh, Lord, I can't understand this decision. So I knew that I liked the industry, but I didn't want to be on the side where I couldn't understand how people made their decisions. So one thing about uh, finance is everybody wants the same thing. They want the lowest rate. They want the least amount of paperwork. They want it as fast as they can get it. And, uh, you know, they want to be able to trust the person that they're dealing with. So that part's easy. The, the, the I don't know what, what you're, what, how you make your decisions. That's hard for me. So that requires I chose the field, but not, I chose the industry, but not the field. Okay. So you chose your career and then you had to figure out the people and how to, I guess, I don't know what the word would be because it's like you say, with certain things, you had everything in that house except for the color and they chose to move on. So how do you yeah, deal with it's that? It's like uh, how they make, uh, how a person would make their decisions and why, you know, um, that, you know, I work with realtors all the time. And that is part of their job. And I, I definitely empower them and let them do that with, with uh, no interruption for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think part of that is why women uh, do well in real estate, because they think like that, too. Okay. You know, I, I'm a, my personality is uh, I'm system, systematic and, and analytical. And, uh, you know, I just kind of look at things more black and white. And that's that numbers are black and white. You know, it's um, yeah, I, I would I, I like my side of the fence a little better. Right. So with it, that's I a great commercial real What's that? I did sell commercial real estate for four years. Okay. Um, and people who run a business, they make decisions based on numbers more so than um, feeling. You know, they, they're running their business. This space versus that space. Okay, let's talk about the numbers. You know, they, they're similar in, uh, you know, property value or, you know, like amenities. But this one is less expensive than this one. Okay, I'll run my business here because that affects my bottom line. I understand that. So why did you get back into the uh, more of the personal real estate and uh, and not stay in the commercial? I I uh, moved from San Jose. Well, the company moved me from San Jose to Monterey. Okay. And when I was and you know that's where I'm from, and um, it's a super small town. And after living in the Bay Area, and then coming back to Seaside, I just didn't want to stay there because the weekends were super boring. So uh, I moved to Sacramento because I, you know, you drive up to Sac back in '91, it was land everywhere, mm -hmm. and I'm just saying to myself, they're gonna be building houses out here for a long time. However, the commercial real estate market, there was nothing happening. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, there was it was Florin Road, Mac Road, <laughs> Franklin. And you know, Arden. It wasn't. It just you know, this town was nothing like it is now. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, back then. So. Very it just seemed more, more. It seemed more. Like uh, I could forge a living doing uh, doing mortgage more so than doing commercial real estate. Got it. So, well, it seems like that real estate was in your blood. So, what would you say is your superpower? Superpower. Uh, you know, it's interesting you asked that question. I, I took a disc assessment um, about six months ago. And what I found is that I'm a high C, um, a high C, and they they call that an air traffic controller. Okay. So the, the characteristics of an air traffic controller are suspicious, uh don't make changes readily, uh, not super talkative. Um, you know, potential careers are accountant, programmer, lawyer, um, pharmacist, and people like Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, you know, Steve okay. Jobs. These are guys who are, have the same personality type, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just scrolling down, looking at my. Okay, so here's the words that describe high C. Cautious, perfectionist, systematic, careful, analytical, orderly, neat, balanced, independent, rebellious, challenging. So I'm like more on the perfectionist side. 
And so um, for me, being a team player, it makes my personality, uh, that's where I flourish the most. So I have to think of, uh, and I talk to my clients in in those those aspects. Like I'll say, you know, let's huddle up and and talk about, you know, whatever it is that we talk about. I try to get everybody to the middle and so we can all have a conversation and be on the same page, right? So um, I'm not like, I have a, a real close friend. We work together. He's a high D, super demanding. The way he talks to people is, um, he tells people what to do. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to people, um, I put it in a way where it's, more like asking them if they will do that instead mm-hmm. of telling them what to do. And so, you know, but that's just how you collaborate is, you know, you know, we got to get to an agreement. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm at, I'm asking for you to agree to do it. Right. Yeah, so it's a, uh, the best thing, the best thing is, is that I found out what my superpower was. Okay. Because you can go along in life, never have a, a personality profile done. And then you don't know why you do what you do. Mm-hmm. You don't know why when something um, stressful or, you know, just a different energy comes in, how you react, that's be adaptive. And if you don't know that, you just go along in life, just, you know, willy nilly. But once you know, and you know what the other personality types are, you can see who a person is on the way in. So when you first start talking to them, people are who they are. They, they tell you who they are. So if you can read it, then you know how to talk to them. And and you may not get offended by somebody who who is speaking a certain way. That's a personality. That's just, right. you can't help how they, they do what they do. You just have to realize who it is so that you can communicate effectively with them. And so, you know, being a loan officer, you you know, talking to somebody brand new, that's the first thing that I'm always trying to do is to figure out, okay, who who am I talking to? Right. What is their personality style? What's their communication style? What what is uh, the best? How can I best give them what they need? Because some people, they want you to load them up with information. Mm-hmm. Other people just want to tell you what to do. Some people want a mix. Some people want um, want to ask a ton of questions. And you can even tell by their asking questions. They're really not listening. Mm-hmm. But they want to they want to make sure that you sound proficient. So um, taking that, taking the personality assessment was uh, super big for me. Excellent. And, uh, Excellent. Well, speaking of that, and, and I think that definitely a nice segue into this question. What is the toughest situation you faced and how did you handle it? Toughest situation? Um, professionally or personally? Either, well, whatever it is, because the most important thing is not what it was, but how you dealt with it. The process. Um, hmm. I have a I have a situation that's going on right now. It's okay. it's not super super big, but I had a lady who, who purchased a house, and um, 
she called me and said, the insurance company is not going to continue insuring us because they're saying that I have all these problems with my roof. Mm. So I called the lady from the insurance company just to, you know, try to get the other side. And she's like, oh, my God, they, they, they're saying that there's all these leaves all over her yard and, you know, that her roof is sagging and mm. and and, um, you know, that's that. And there's a tree that's over her house. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, that's like a, a, a for insurance company, that's like a claim waiting to happen. Right. And the last thing insurance companies want to do is pay a claim because they want to keep all the money. So so. Uh, and this that would mean that was like the last couple of days. So today I I called uh, the, the friend of mine who's a contractor who actually helped get the water. She, had, she was having some problems with her water pressure. So I had a friend of mine who's a contractor and, and fixed the, the all the pipes under the house. And I had it included in the sales price because I negotiate real well. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, so I called him, but he has a problem with the lady's husband, boyfriend, what man in her life who stays there, they had a little problem, unbeknownst to her. Mm. So I've been called. So I've been calling her to have a conversation because I know my friend can get the job done, right? But I know that he is not going to do it if that guy's around. Mm. So that's where my superpower comes in because. I have the ability to talk to people in a direct fashion, but they don't really, they don't get offended by it. Mm -hmm. And I can get the, I can get people to do what other people, that other people can't get people to do. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the superpower in that I'm able to explain things to a person so they understand. And it's kind of common sense to me but it comes across like, um, um, you know, you can you can palette what I'm saying and we get to get to the finish line on whatever the issue is. And I can like like I've been you when I was younger, these guys would be get in this in the club and they're getting ready to box and I could step mm -hmm. in between those guys and get them to stop. Right. Just I don't know why, but I'm able to just to get people to, you know do things differently. Calm down. Always had that. Yeah, you know, just, just it ain't worth it. Mm -hmm. So in this situation, I know that I can get my my contractor to go do the work for her. I just got to talk to her and him so that he stays out the way so she can get what she needs. Right. So that she can go get her homeowner's insurance. So Yes. So I'll have a very frank conversation with him. I'll have a different conversation with her and so that she can get what she wants, which is homeowners insurance. Absolutely. So, so what do you find most rewarding about your work? And I love people. You, you know me for a long time, Brother Jones. I just love right. people. I like, man, we've had some conversations that are, uh, you know, very deep in nature. I've gleaned a ton from you as it relates to being a father. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm always willing to listen. I'm always striving to be better. Um, I know I don't know it all. I know that other people are better at things than I am. Mm-hmm. And uh, if I don't ask uh, humbly, then people don't don't give you the information that you may that may change your life. Absolutely. So I've just always been the, the type where I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to put my skills up against the next person's, um, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, everybody's just trying to feed their family, and and I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep everything honest, and 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 at the end of the day, I'm gonna laugh and smile about something. Absolutely, I, I think that I believe think, in laughing every day. You have to. So if people wanted to, to get to learn more about you or about uh, Nexa Mortgage, how would they do that? Because the story you told is, is very helpful. That idea of staying calm in the storm is very important. Being able to read people is something that our listeners can definitely benefit from because so many people go through stuff and they think they're the only ones dealing with it. But when they hear your story, they know that People are, have dealt with it, are dealing with it, and have a way of doing it. So if people want to, to maybe contact you just about how you handle things, or if they wanted to know about Nexa Mortgage, Facebook, LinkedIn, websites, what would they go to? Where would they go to? Well, um, they could go. I, I have, I'm not into, uh, I don't have a, a lot of the different social media channels. I think I'm a dinosaur as it relates to that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do have a Facebook page, uh, Raymond Noble. If you type in Google Raymond Noble, uh, my name will pop up. Okay. Um, I do have a website, but it's forward. My website is forward facing and it it's going to be to generate leads. It's not uh, warm and fuzzy about who I am and and all of that type of stuff. Um, but but people may want may may want that. I don't know. I would say just Google my name, and you're okay. gonna if you Google my name, you're gonna see a whole bunch of videos that I've done. You'll get to figure out who I am pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook is a pretty good indication of you know who I am, the type of person that I am. You're gonna see a lot of stuff about my dad and my my kids, and, and you know things of that nature. Um, call me 916-712-4554. Um, my website is uh, www.nexahomemortgage.com, okay. and um, I have a, is that a Twitter. I think it is Ray Smooth at twitter.com okay um yeah that's that's it pretty much it well that's great well raymond has been great and the half an hour just goes by so fast i got really that was a half an hour already what's that (laughs) that was a half an hour already already i mean it's it's good stuff i mean i could have just spent the whole time talking about the football story because i i understand what you're talking about with then how it helps build character and team and all those other things so but what you did was very, very beneficial. I think our listeners will definitely gain from that. So thank you for being my guest today. And hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It was a fun conversation. Absolutely.
And folks, once again, this is WRM Work Relationships Matter. I'm your host, the Edward Jones, a certified life coach specializing in work relationships. If you want to learn more about my practice, go to www.codestinycoaching.com, take the work relationship quiz, and call me for a free consultation. But above all, remember that relationships work for those who work on them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.